Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yeah! Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech. Executive producer of social media here at the IQ. And you know, if you watch our videos, if you listen to this podcast, if you watch our live stream, there are a few things that we find ourselves telling you guys over and over and over again. And a lot of that stuff is usually about packaging, titles, thumbnails. Because packaging is so important to get people to click on your video. But when it comes to packaging on YouTube, a great deal of packaging comes down to triggering a viewer's emotion and triggering their emotions in such a way that they can't help but to click on your video and watch. So in today's podcast, I figured, you know what, instead of talking about emotions and how we need to use them to get the click, I will break down some of the different emotions that you can tap into that might help you get more views on YouTube. So without further ado, let me go down some of the emotions. And this is from a blog post that we get that we did our, uh, last summer. So I'll have the link to the blog post. If you guys want more detail in the show notes, go check that out. But the first emotion that could really intrigue your viewer to click on your video is nostalgia. You know what nostalgia is. It's that feeling of something that brought you happiness in the past, right? Maybe if you're a techie, where were you when Steve Jobs walked out on stage back in 2007 to announce the first iPhone? How did you feel when you had McDonald's for the first time? Or when you first learned how to ride a bike when you were younger? Different things that tap into pleasant memories of your past can definitely be a powerful emotional trigger to get people to watch your content. Leaning into nostalgia. If you are, if your target audience is older, maybe leaning into some things that happened in the 90s and different things like that. Nostalgia. Very, very powerful emotion if you want to lean on that to get people to react and click on your video. How about novelty? Novelty is a different type of emotion. It focuses more on different things like sight, smell, sound, and temperature changes. It's rare things that happen that you really can't get anywhere else. When you want to take advantage of this type of emotion, you want to create rare, odd, or unusual videos on YouTube. Because again, we're talking about novelty. Things that you can't really experience or get anywhere else. You really have to be there in that moment to appreciate the novelty of something. So that's a different type of emotion that you could potentially tap into because there's something very powerful about novelty. And I'll give you guys a perfect example. The height of the clubhouse era, right? 2021, we are smack dab in the pandemic. Everybody's home. So everybody is needing that way to reach out and connect with their fellow human beings. So Clubhouse comes along and gives us this voice app 
this voice platform that we can all get together on and connect with each other. And the novelty of Clubhouse was that you had to be there because when Clubhouse first got rocketed to popularity, there was no replay. So you either were a part of those conversations right there in the moment or you meant them. So the novelty of Clubhouse was just being there in the moment and being in a room with people like Mr. B, Kamestar, Marquette Brownlee, all in the same room at the same time, having conversations that you normally would not be privy to because nothing like Clubhouse existed at the time. And it was the way that we all came together during the pandemic to connect. So novelty, acting on that emotion or or triggering that emotion in such a way that people just have to click on your video. The next one here is one that we talk about a lot at vidIQ, curiosity. Oh, yeah. If you can make somebody curious, if you can leave an element of mystery in your thumbnail that triggers their curiosity, their need to know, because that's literally what we are talking about when we talk about curiosity. If the viewers need to know, they need to know what happened. They need to know, they need to finish the story. If you start a story and you just abruptly tease it, but you don't really finish it, and the viewer has no choice but to click on your video to complete the story, you are triggering their curiosity. They are need to know. They have to click. We do this a lot at vidIQ. Something like curiosity could be triggered like a title that says, small YouTubers make this big mistake. But you don't know what the mistake is. The only way that you're going to find out what mistake that you can make or have made is if you click on that video. So triggering curiosity is a powerful emotion because it literally tugs at the viewer's need to know something. They have to click on your video if they want to get that knowledge that they are yearning to find out. Curiosity is a powerful, powerful emotion to harness. And when you do it correctly, whoo, baby, you're going to get some click. The next one, another one that could be a very powerful emotional trigger for a lot of people, fear and anger. Fear. There are so many fears out there, right? Fear of the unknown. Fear of missing out. I mean, there's literally a, a meme, an acronym, FOMO, fear of missing out. Things that potentially scare people, it kind of ties into curiosity a little bit, but fear is a different emotion all of it, all on its own because it can really force your viewer to want to click on your video. Fear has come out a lot lately online. Or I shouldn't say fear, but anger. Fear and anger, they kind of come out a lot online when somebody comes out with a radical opinion and a lot of people don't agree with it. Then you get a lot of uh, fear and anger and different things like that. And people will have to click on that tweet or that post to respond or be a part of one side or another. But fear and anger are very powerful emotions. Polarizing is the word that we use a lot of times to, to kind of associate with fear and different things like that. A title that could tie into fear is like, don't make this mistake or else you'll lose money. So the fear that you're going to lose money, right? So if you don't want to lose money, that title is going to intrigue you at the very least to click on the video because it literally says, don't make this mistake or you'll lose money. But you don't know what the mistake is and you don't want to make that mistake because you don't want to lose money. So if you title a video that way, you are then tapping into the fear aspect of a person's emotions and they're wanting to avoid that mistake out of fear that they may make that mistake if they don't watch your video. You know, there's been a lot of controversy about Apple lately and how they have marketed the Apple Watch. And one of the big things that Apple has done lately with their Apple Watch marketing 
and to talk about the lie that the Apple Watch has saved and the alerts that people have gotten are alerting them to possible medical conditions that they need to get checked out and different things like that in different ways that the Apple Watch has saved people's lives. And there's been a lot of controversy around that marketing because a lot of people have accused Apple of fear-mongering with that type of advertising. But you want what? Again, it's a powerful emotional trigger for people because if you don't want these things to happen to you, then you, at very minimal, want to consider buying an Apple Watch. So Apple has tied into fear a little bit as a way to market the Apple Watch. Whether you think it's right or wrong, it's another story for another day. But there's no doubt about it that if a powerful marketing agent, if you want to get people to buy into something uh, that you want them to buy into. So don't be afraid to use fear or anger in your titles and thumbnails to get the viewer to click. Scarcity is another one that you could potentially use. You know, not being able to get something or relating to your viewer that what you're talking about is only going to be around for a certain period of time. And if you don't take advantage of it immediately, you're going to miss out on that opportunity. It kind of goes back to fear again, but it's a combination of fear and scarcity as well because the thing is not going to be there. There's a limited amount of that thing that they need. And if they don't take advantage of it at that time, then it's gone. Our blog post says that there are a few different types of scarcity. Time-based, which I just alluded to. Supply-based, which I kind of also alluded to. And demand-based. According to one study, supply-based scarcity affects decision-making the most and garners more attention. So if you're discussing anything that feels out of stock right now, you can boost your YouTube view by leading with that fact. So again, it kind of ties directly into the fear emotion as well with scarcity. But as I just highlighted, there are a few different types of scarcity that you can use to your advantage. Uh, something like it's too late or there's only so many such and such of this product or service available to you. So scarcity is another one. This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by vidIQ's Trend Alerts tool. Think Google Alerts, but specifically for YouTube trends. This tool is great for planning your next video as it helps you stay on top of trending topics within your niche. Provided you have vidIQ installed on your Chrome or Firefox browser, you'll find it on the left-hand sidebar the next time you're in your YouTube studio. Once there, you can create an alert and enter keywords for it and set the parameters. So, for example, I could have a channel that covers iPhones. And I may want an alert that includes things like iPhone, iPhone 12, or even Apple event. Then I can set up my alert to email me whenever a new video hits, say, 500, 1,000, or even 10,000 views an hour. So if suddenly I get an email and see 20 new videos all talking about iPhone 27 rumors, and they're all each getting about 500 views an hour, I know that something's probably going down and I had better hit record. The Trend Alerts tool is free when you sign up with vidIQ, so visit vidIQ.com, install the extension, and start creating trend alerts today. Social proof is another type of uh, emotional trigger that you can use to your advantage as a creator to get views. How many times do we look at what other people are doing or what they have as to get that validation or that confirmation that we need it to? I watched a video from my friend Terry Warfield a little while ago, and he was reviewing the Ray-Ban Meta smart glasses, right? And he made them look so cool, and he talked about the features and functionality that they had, so I went out and I brought a pair, and I've been loving them since. But the social proof of a person that I trust, Terry Warfield, said good things about the glasses, made me want to go pick up the glasses for myself, and I don't regret it. So stuff like that. 
looking at people that you trust. If the viewer trusts you enough and you have the product and you whack poetic about it because the viewer trusts you, they are more likely to buy into that product or service that you are highlighting in your video because you have it and you are happy with that product or service. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to get the exact same experience as you because obviously we know that everybody has their own unique individual experiences with different products or service. But because they trust you already, you are giving them the social proof that their product is legit. And because they trust you and they, see, they might see other people with that product or service, they then themselves are going to feel more comfortable getting into that product or service because there's social proof out there that it works. Because again, it relies on the credibility that you as a creator have built with your audience. And when you build that credibility, you are then able to use social proof to drive somebody to potentially click on your video. Also, if you are talking about something in your video that a viewer can attain and you can show that you have attained it as well, then again, that is social proof. Like uh, the example in the blog goes, the video title is How I Became a Millionaire at 23. And the creator talk about how he has experience with money and different things like that. If you can show in your video about how you are living and how you make a million dollars or how you're a millionaire at 23, that is the perfect recipe for getting people cured. Because if you show them that you are indeed a millionaire, then they're going to take you more seriously and be more likely to click on your content. So there's another uh, couple of emotions that weren't really highlighted in the blog, but I'll go over here, but we've gone over these before. Uh, desire kind of goes along with social proof a little bit, but desire. The viewer wants something. You make it seem enticing and alluring. So now they desire to have the thing that you are talking about because you make the thing more desirable than what it was before they clicked on your video. Again, uh, go back to the example that I just highlighted about being a millionaire. Uh, you talk about how you are a millionaire at age 23 and you got proof. If the viewer has aspiration to be a millionaire, then they desire that. And if they desire that, they're more likely to click on your video because you are possibly giving them something that they desire. So don't be afraid to tap into the, the uh, desire emotion to get a viewer to click on your video because, again, desire is a very powerful emotion that can be you. Ultimately, at the end of the day here, we are basically talking about tapping into human psychology to get views. And isn't that what YouTube is at its heart, at its core anyway? I mean, YouTube rose to prominence because people in the early YouTube days made relatable videos that tapped into viewers' emotions, and it really allowed creators to build their audiences and build the bond and the credibility and the trust with these viewers because the creators were relatable. They were authentic. And because they were relatable and authentic, viewers were more prone to trust them and build that relationship with the creator. We, we talk about how variety content is uh, difficult to, to do as a beginning creator because variety content makes it more difficult as a viewer to build trust with you, the creator. So credibility, very important as a content creator. Tapping into that human psychology, getting people to trust you, build a bond with you. These are the things that we talk about when we talk about how to do your packaging properly, and why you should not do certain types of content or why you shouldn't be all over the place, but be more focused, more niche when you are growing your YouTube channel. Controversy. I don't know how this is made the blog, but this is something that my friend Roberto Blake talked about a lot. You can definitely get a lot of click if you put a controversial opinion out there or just something controversial in general that people may or may not agree with. 
that will definitely get you some clicks. Absolutely. Now, they're good controversy. They're bad controversy, whatever the case may be. But it is a powerful emotional trigger that will get people to click on your video. So back in 2021, there was a show on Netflix that kind of went viral called Squid Game, right? Everybody was into Squid Game. So if you make a video saying Squid Game sucks or you think Squid Game is trash, guess what? Back then, that would have been seen as a controversial opinion. And a lot of people were going to click on your video to find out why you feel like Squid Game is trash because they like Squid Game. Controversy especially works when the people don't agree with your controversial opinion and they want to come in there and maybe like give you a uh, feedback or a clap back or whatever the case may be. Or maybe they are coming to hear your or, or listen to your point of view. Controversy has been selling since the dawn of time. It will never change. Human beings are always drawn to controversy, potential drama, different things like that. Anything that could get spicy is definitely going to be at top of mind for somebody to click on your video. So if you really want to get views, you might want to get a little controversial. Now, you really want to be careful with this one because if you get too controversial and different things like that, then you could potentially attract the wrong crowd of viewer. And I don't know if you want to do that. So while controversy could get you click, it could bring in the wrong type of people that you really don't want to be associated with or have to uh, build a community around. So just be aware of that. But these are just some of the emotions that you could tap into if you want to grow your views on YouTube. Now, I broke these down one by one. But trust me when I tell you, you can combine these different emotions in your packaging. You can combine uh, fear and curiosity. You can combine controversy and scarcity and different things like that. These are not exclusive. They can be combined to make very powerful packaging for your titles and thumbnails. So do not be afraid to combine these if the opportunity presents itself to you to make some very compelling packaging for people to want to click on your video. Hopefully something was said in podcast that resonated with you and helped you make some better packaging moving forward. You know your boy Viper will be back next week with another episode of Tube Talk presented by Vid. I do. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidiq.com slash tube talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.